When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Yeah, so uh, my name is Debbie Russell and I work at the Sea Mammal Research Unit at the University of St Andrews in Scotland. So we know that there can be adverse effects of construction activity um, from marine renewable developments on marine mammal behaviour and distribution, but there's still a major unanswered question of whether the longer term operational phase um, actually affects marine mammals. Um, and the presence of operational wind farms could make the areas less attractive to marine mammals such as seals due to the noise of the operating wind farms, um, the maintenance vessel activity or because of decreased prey availability due to changes in habitat. However, conversely, they may make the habitat more attractive by decreasing um, the large ship traffic disturbance and increasing prey availability because there's often a decrease in fishing activity within the wind farms. And equally, could you say, well, these things are mounted on something, so there's often an artificial reef or, or lots of boulders and things put there to break up currents and that kind of thing, and that could provide additional surfaces and sites for them to hunt on and around. Exactly. So man-made structures such as um, wind farms can result in artificial reefs um, which attract potential prey species for the seals. And despite the well-known presence of these reefs in the marine environment on man-made structures, the preferential use of these structures by marine mammals has never been demonstrated before. Oh, really? So despite the fact that we're building all these things, plumbing in wind farms, power cables, pipelines, we don't really know what impact they might have on a whole raft of different species that are out there. We know quite a lot of the impacts on, on things like um, invertebrates and fish, but the, we don't really understand the impacts on marine mammals. So how did you actually try and find out what the seals are doing? Because that's a big area of sea, off, just off the coast of Britain. Yeah, yeah, no, it is. So basically, the Sea Mammal Research Unit at the University of St Andrews has been involved in tagging seals for many years, in fact, since 1988. And this involves gluing these tags to the back of the neck of the seals um, on their fur. And the tags actually record locations, so GPS quality locations, and also activity data such as dive profiles. And nowadays, these data are actually sent through the mobile phone system. So they kind of send text messages and things like that. So for this, we glued tags onto seals both in the wash in the east coast of England and also our colleagues at Imerez in the Netherlands um, attached tags onto seals there. And um, we found that some individuals showed affinities to the individual structures, including wind turbines and pipelines. And what did you find when you put all the data together? Because these seals are going about their seal business and then automatically the data is being sent back, as you say, by a text message. So you're able to plot what a profile of where they've gone, what they've done and when they did it. Yeah, exactly. So it was quite interesting because what we were doing was we were initially just looking at the tracks on the computer. So we had a map that we'd plotted. And when we were zooming in towards where the wind farm was, just to have a look whether animals kind of entered that area, um, we saw this stunning grid pattern of the animal using the Sheringham Shoal wind farm. And actually, we didn't even have the locations of the, of the wind turbines on the map, but we could pinpoint exactly where they were from the grid pattern the seal had, had kind of traced for us. Now, do you know what's making the seals trace out that pattern? Are they literally taking the shortest route from one 
wind farm stanchion to the next? Or is there something else? Are they following undersea cables or something like that? Because there's another influence on them. Um, yeah, we don't actually know how the cables are are, are laid down there. Um, I do think that they're probably just moving the shor- shortest route because they do also go diagonally um, sometimes between the the turbines as well. Um, to be honest, I think that what they're doing is just moving from, from turbine to turbine, checking it out to see if there's any foraging opportunities. And if, then if there are foraging opportunities, they stop to forage at that turbine before moving on to the next one. Do you think this is a good thing? Or a bad thing? Uh, Well, it's a very, very difficult question. The observed behaviour may have implications for both offshore wind farm development and, in fact, decommissioning of oil and gas infrastructure. But at the moment, it's unclear whether that behaviour would be positive or negative on the ecosystem. There's a few things to consider just for the seals themselves. So I think it's worth mentioning that in terms of wind farms, here we're only looking at the operational effects. And it's during construction phase that the wind farms are predicted to have the most dramatic negative effect on marine mammals. So we're not considering that here. But given that the individuals show an affinity to the structures and return to them on multiple occasions, it's likely that they represent profitable foraging opportunities for those individuals. However, there may be negative consequences associated with animals being in the vicinity of man-made activity, including things like noise pollution from the turbines themselves and also interactions with maintenance vessels. What about the possibility that um, in the same way that farmed fish are less fit than their wild cousins because they're kept in an artificial environment. Do you think we might be making life a bit easy for the seals and therefore we're going to rear a population that are ultimately less well able to fend for themselves when there isn't a wind farm there? Um, I don't. I don't think so. These all these all these individuals which did forage at man-made structures, including the pipelines and the wind turbines, also foraged elsewhere as well. But a key unanswered question is whether, for the most part, these structures simply concentrate the prey already in the environment, or whether they actually manage to increase the the um, prey around both the wind farm and overall. So if the structures increase the overall abundance of prey in the environment, they may provide sustainable new foraging opportunities for the predators. And in this case, such structures could be designed to maximise potential ecological benefits. However, in contrast, if the prey previously that were previously sparsely distributed congregate these structures, this makes them more vulnerable to be hoovered up by marine predators, such as the seals. And this may actually have negative consequences for the population of those prey species. So in order to understand the implications of the findings, one thing we also need to do, as well as answer that question, is to understand what proportion of seals are actually using these structures and how may that increase with the increasing offshore wind developments.